The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. Friday has arrived again, and thanks be to God for it. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Friday, January 14th, 2022, Friday of the first week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's Liturgical Year C, Cycle 2. And Friday is a day to pray the sorrowful mysteries of the Rosary. Our saint today is St. Felix of Nola, who lived in the 3rd century. On the death of his father, he distributed his inheritance to the poor and was ordained by Bishop St. Maximus of Nola and became his assistant. When Maximus fled at the beginning of Decius' persecution, Felix was seized and imprisoned. He was reputedly released from prison by an angel who directed him to the ailing Maximus, whom he brought back to Italy. When Maximus died, Felix was selected bishop, but he declined the honor in favor of Quintus, a senior priest. Felix spent the rest of his life on a small piece of land sharing what he had with the poor, and he died there. His tomb soon became famous for miracles reported there. St. Felix of Nola, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. My God, I adore you and I love you with all my heart. I thank you for having created me, made me a Christian, and preserved me this night. I offer you the actions of this day. Grant that all of them may be in accordance with your holy will and for your greater glory. Protect me from sin and from all evil. Let your grace be always with me and with all my dear ones. Amen. And we join Pope Francis in praying for all those suffering from religious discrimination and persecution. May their own rights and dignity be recognized, which originate from being brothers and sisters in the human family. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's Ten Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask you pardon for my sins and the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. When Jesus returned to Capernaum after some days, it became known that he was at home. Many gathered together so that there was no longer room for them, not even around the door, and he preached the word to them. They came bringing to him a paralytic carried by four men. Unable to get near Jesus because of the crowd, they opened up the roof above him. After they had broken through, they let down the mat on which the paralytic was lying. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to him, Child, your sins are forgiven. Now some of the scribes were sitting there asking themselves, Why does this man speak that way? He is blaspheming. Who but God alone can forgive sins? It's an amazing scene. We can easily imagine 
a large crowd listening to Jesus, so large that it overflows into the front yard of the house. They open the windows so that people outside can hear what Jesus is saying. And these four men come with their friend who is paralyzed. And they don't give up when they see the large crowd, when it seems impossible to get close to Jesus. They don't even say, let's wait until it's over. They say, let's do it now. And so they go to the roof. They partially destroy the house, right? They open up the roof. And they let down their friend because they know, they know Jesus can cure their friend. And as we just read, when Jesus saw their faith, he said to him, child, your sins are forgiven. They probably did not expect Jesus to say that. Maybe they're expecting him to say, you are cured. And yes, Jesus will later cure him. But Jesus first goes to that which is most important for the reason of the incarnation, for the reason why God became man and and lived among us, to let us know that if we want, our sins are forgiven. And he has the power to forgive our sins. And this caused quite a stir the scribes say, who, right, who but God can forgive sins? Who is this man? Jesus, in this time of prayer with you, reflecting on this scene, you make quite a claim to say that you can forgive sins. Because by saying that you can forgive sins, you are saying that you are God. That you are the source of all good and truth. Such that any sin against any person is an offense against you because you're the creator. So it's quite a claim that you're making. And then, going back to the gospel passage that we were just reading from the gospel of St. Mark, Jesus says, but that you may know that the Son of Man has authority to forgive sins on earth, he said to the paralytic, I say to you, rise, pick up your mat, and go home. He cures the paralytic in order to show that he has the power to forgive sins. Jesus, you show it to us as proof, right? Proof that you can forgive our sins. To drive the point home, C.S. Lewis writes, A man who was merely a man and said the sort of things Jesus said would not be a great moral teacher. He would either be a lunatic on a level with the man who says he is a poached egg or else he would be the devil of hell. You must make your choice. Either this man was and is the son of God or else a madman or something worse. You can shut him up for a fool you can spit at him and kill him as a demon, or you can fall at his feet and call him Lord and God. But let us not come with any patronizing nonsense about his being a great human teacher. 
He has not left that open to us. He did not intend to. It's a wonderful point that C.S. Lewis is making. What Jesus does and what he says are very striking. He comes to say that he can forgive sins. He's not just a great teacher. He is a great teacher. And he claims to be able to forgive sins. Jesus, you show them and us that you are truly God. You cure this paralytic so as to prove to us that you can forgive sins, that you are God. And that is what we're looking for. That is what we need. We need forgiveness. We need to be cured of, of, of the sickness of sin. We need to be cured of our guilt. And only God can do that. Only God can heal. One spiritual author, with a good deal of humor, writes, Don't hold on to your sins. Throw them into the furnace of God's mercy and love. And then, once they have been incinerated, jump in after them. He won't incinerate you. <laughs> love the sinner, hate the sin. Incinerate the sin, not the sinner. That's basically how we could interpret that quote. We want to throw our sins into the furnace of God's mercy and love. Let's not fear Him. We ought not to fear God. We ought not to fear Christ. We ought not to fear confession. We won't be harmed. Our sins will be extinguished. And we come out fresh, clean, loved and more on fire for love of God in all souls. Lord, may I not, may I not give in to fear, may I not give in to, to shame or embarrassment when it comes to saying my sins. You have given us a wonderful furnace, a place where we can throw our sins. Well, it's you yourself in the sacrament of confession. There we, we ask you for forgiveness. And there you take our sins and you, you forgive them and you forget them. God truly has the power to forgive and to forget. We usually don't. He may give us the grace to forget, but that, but that's not... It doesn't mean that we haven't forgiven if we haven't forgotten the things that were done to us, if resentment creeps back. If we have resentments or if we have the memory of, of sins that were committed against us, let us forgive again. To be patient and say, Jesus, I forgive again, just like you forgive me over and over and over again. So let us not fear God. Let us not fear Christ. Let us not fear the priest who represents Christ in the sacrament of confession. Jesus, I believe in you. 
I worship you as my Lord and God, and I run to you. I tell you my sins in these times of prayer, and I ask you to forgive me. And I resolve to love the sacrament of confession, where I know that my sins are indeed incinerated, and where I am enkindled with the fire of your love. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations that you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help to put them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. You'll find more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. It's 16 past the hour. We'll pray in just a minute on Daybreak. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app for Friday, January 14th, 2022. I'm Paul Sadek. We pray the liturgy of the hours with the entire church. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips. And And my my mouth will proclaim your praise. Come, let us give thanks to the Lord, for God's great love is without end. Come, let us give thanks to the Lord, for God's great love is without end. Come, let us sing to the Lord, and shout with joy to the rock who saves us. Let us approach him with praise and thanksgiving and sing joyful songs to the Lord. Come, let us give thanks to the Lord for God's great love is without end. The Lord is God, the mighty God, the great King over all the gods. He holds in his hands the depths of the earth and the highest mountains as well. He made the sea, it belongs to him, the dry land too, for it was formed by his hands. Come, let us give thanks to the Lord, for God's great love is without end. Come then, let us bow down and worship, Bending the knee before the Lord our Maker. For He is our God and we are His people. The flock He shepherds. Come, let us give thanks to the Lord. For God's great love is without end. Today listen to the voice of the Lord. Do not grow stubborn as your fathers did in the wilderness. When at Meribah and Massah they challenged me and provoked me, although they had seen all of my works. Come, let us give thanks to the Lord, for God's great love is without end. Forty years I endured that generation. I said, they are a people whose hearts go astray, and they do not know my ways. So I swore in my anger, 
They shall not enter into my rest. Come, let us give thanks to the Lord, for God's great love is without end. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us give thanks to the Lord, for God's great love is without end. Rise up, Lord, and come to my aid. Rise up, Lord, and come to my aid. O Lord, plead my cause against my foes. Fight those who fight me. Take up your buckler and shield. Arise to help me. O Lord, say to my soul, I am your salvation. But my soul shall be joyful in the Lord and rejoice in his salvation. My whole being will say, Lord, who is like you, who rescue the weak from the strong and the poor from the oppressor? Lying witnesses arise and accuse me unjustly. They repay me evil for good. My soul is forlorn. 
Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Rise up, Lord, and come to my aid. All-powerful Lord, stand by me and defend me. All-powerful Lord, stand by me and defend me. When they were sick, I went into mourning, afflicted with fasting. My prayer was ever on my lips, as for a brother, a friend. I went as though mourning a mother, bowed down with grief. Now that I am in trouble, they gather. They gather and mock me. They take me by surprise and strike me and tear me to pieces. They provoke me with mockery on mockery and gnash their teeth. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. All-powerful Lord, stand by me and defend me. My tongue will speak of your goodness all the day long. My tongue will speak of your goodness all the day long. O Lord, how long will you look on? Come to my rescue. Save my life from these raging beasts, my soul from these lions. I will thank you in the great assembly. Amid the throng I will praise you. Do not let my lying foes rejoice over me. Do not let those who hate me unjustly wink eyes at each other. O Lord, you have seen. Do not be silent. Do not stand afar off. Awake, stir to my defense, to my cause, O God. Let there be joy for those who love my cause. Let them say without end, Great is the Lord who delights in the peace of his servant. Then my tongue shall speak of your justice all day long of your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. Lord, you rescue the poor from their oppressors and you rose to the aid of your beloved Son against those who unjustly sought his life. Look on your church as we journey to you, that the poor and weak may recognize the help you provide and proclaim your saving act. My tongue will speak of your goodness all the day long. My son, take my words to heart. Do as I say, and you will live. A reading from the book of Sirach. His rebuke marks out the path for the lightning and speeds the arrow of his judgment to their goal. At it the storehouse is opened, and like vultures the clouds hurry forth. In his majesty he gives the storm its power and breaks off the hailstones. He sprinkles the snow like fluttering birds. It comes to settle like swarms of locusts. Its shining whiteness blinds the eyes. The mind is baffled by its steady fall. 
He scatters frost like so much salt. It shines like blossoms on the thorn bush. Cold northern blasts he sends that turn the ponds to lumps of ice. He freezes over every body of water and clothes each pool with a coat of mail. When the mountain's growth is scorched with heat and the flowering plains as though by flames, the dripping clouds restore them all and the scattered dew enriches the parched land. He is the plan that calms the deep and plants the islands in the sea. Those who go down to the sea tell part of its story, and when we hear them, we are thunderstruck. In it are his creatures, stupendous, amazing, all kinds of life, and the monsters of the deep. For him each messenger succeeds, and at his bidding accomplishes his will. More than this we need not add. Let the last word be, he is all in all. Let us praise him and more, since we cannot fathom him. For greater is he than all his works. Awful indeed is the Lord's majesty, and wonderful is his power. Lift up your voices to glorify the Lord, though he is still beyond your power to praise. Extol him with renewed strength, and weary not, though you cannot reach the end. For who can see him and describe him, or who can praise him as he is? Beyond these many things lie hid. Only a few of his works have we seen. It is the Lord who has made all things, and to those who fear him he gives wisdom. Glorify God with all your skill, and still all you say will fall short. The The sum sum of all our words is, He is all. How shall we be able to give him fitting praise, for he is so much greater than all his works? The sum of all our words is, He He is all. A reading from a discourse against the pagans by St. Athanasius, Bishop. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. All things were made through him and without him nothing was made. In these words, John the theologian teaches that nothing exists or remains in being except in and through the word. Think of a musician tuning his lyre. By his skill he adjusts high notes to low and intermediate notes to the rest and produces a series of harmonies. So too the wisdom of God holds the world like a lyre and joins things in the air to those on earth and things in heaven to those in the air, and brings each part into harmony with the whole. By his decree and will, he regulates them all to produce the beauty and harmony of a single well-ordered universe. While remaining unchanged with his Father, he moves all creation by his unchanging nature, according to the Father's will. To everything he gives existence and life in accordance with its nature, and so creates a wonderful and truly divine harmony. To illustrate this profound mystery, let us take the example of a choir of many singers. A choir is composed of a variety of men, women, and children, of both old and young. Under the direction of one conductor, each sings in the way that is natural for him. Men with men's voices, boys with boys' voices, old people with old voices, young people with young voices. 
yet all of them produce a single harmony. Or consider the example of our soul. It moves our senses according to their several functions, so that in the presence of a single object, they all act simultaneously. The eye sees, the ear hears, the hand touches, the nose smells, the tongue tastes, and often the other parts of the body act as well, as, for example, the feet may walk. Although this is only a poor comparison, it gives some idea of how the whole universe is governed. The Word of God has but to give a gesture of command, and everything falls into place. Every creature performs its own proper function, and all together constitute one single harmonious order. Praise the God of heaven. Give thanks to him before all men. For, for he, he has, has done many good things for you. Praise God and sing to him. Proclaim the marvels he has done. For, for he, he has, has done many good things for you. Let us pray. Attend to the pleas of your people with heavenly care, O Lord, we pray, that they may see what must be done and gain strength to do what they have seen. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Twenty-five minutes before the hour, today's gospel is coming right up, along with In Conversation with God and Morning Prayer. It's all on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Friday of the first week in Ordinary Time. I'm Paul Sadek, and this is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, two men go to great lengths to bring an afflicted friend of theirs to Jesus. It's from the second chapter of the Gospel of Mark. When Jesus returned to Capernaum after some days, it was reported that he was at home. And many were gathered together so that there was no longer room for them, not even about the door. Jesus was preaching the word to them. And they came, bringing to him a paralytic carried by four men. When they could not get near Jesus because of the crowd, they removed the roof above him. And when they had made an opening, they let down the pallet on which the paralytic lay. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, my son, your sins are forgiven. Now, some of the scribes were sitting there, questioning in their hearts. Why does this man speak thus? It is blasphemy. Who can forgive sins but God alone? And immediately Jesus, perceiving in his spirit that they thus questioned within themselves, said to them, Why do you question thus in your hearts? Which is easier to say to the paralytic? Your sins are forgiven? Or to say, Rise, take up your pallet and walk. But that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He said to the paralytic, I say to you, Rise, take up your pallet and go home. And he rose and immediately took up the pallet and went out before them all so that they were all amazed and glorified God. 
We never saw anything like this. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, daily and Sunday Mass readings are on the relevant radio app. You know, it's sometimes easy to fall into a trap of laziness, hypocrisy, or just spiritual mediocrity and excuse ourselves by saying, well, I'm just being prudent. St. Paul warns against this. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 3, Ordinary Time. In accomplishing their task, these four friends practiced the virtue of prudence, which leads us to seek the best way of reaching any good end. They place to one side that false prudence that St. Paul calls prudence of the flesh. This so easily turns into cowardice and leads us to seek only what is useful to bodily well-being, as though this were the principle or only end of life. False prudence is the same as deceit, hypocrisy, cunning, selfish and self-interested calculation, whose main concern is material advantage. This is why that false virtue is really an amalgam of fear, cowardice, pride, and laziness. If those men had allowed themselves to be led by the prudence of the flesh, their friend would not have reached Jesus, and they would not have felt the immense joy they saw shining in Jesus' eyes as he cured the sick man. They would have remained outside the door of that house crowded with people, and from there they would not even have heard Jesus. Those men live the virtue of prudence fully, the virtue that tells us in each case what we should do even though it may be difficult, or what we should not do. It is the virtue that shows us the means that lead to the end we are seeking, which tells us how and when we should act. Those friends knew exactly what their end was to reach our Lord, and they looked for the means of achieving it. Go up to the terrace of the house, make a big enough hole, and lower the paralytic down on his pallet until he lies at the feet of Jesus. They did not worry about the falsely prudent words of other people who advised them to wait for another and more suitable occasion. Those men from Capernaum were real friends to that poor fellow who could not reach the master by himself. It is proper for the friend to do good to his friends, particularly to those who are in greatest need. There is no need greater than our need for God. So the first sign of appreciation for our friends is that of bringing them closer and closer to Christ, the source of all good. We cannot be satisfied with their simply not doing evil, still less with their behaving badly. We must get them to aspire to the sanctity to which we have been called, all of us, and for which God will give them the necessary grace. There is no greater favor than that of helping them along their path towards God. We will not find any greater good to give them. This is why we should endeavor to have many friends and foster true friendships. The true friend cannot have two different faces for his friend. If it is to be loyal and sincere, friendship demands sacrifice, uprightness, and an exchange of favors and of noble and licit acts of service. A friend is strong and true to the extent that, in accordance with supernatural prudence, he thinks generously about others and undergoes personal sacrifice on their behalf. We expect a friend to correspond to the climate of trust which true friendship establishes. We expect the recognition of ourselves as we are, 
And when necessary, the friend will go without hesitation and in forthright fashion to our defense. From the beginning, friendship has been the natural channel through which many people have found faith in Jesus Christ and found even their vocation to a life of more complete dedication. It is a natural and simple way which eliminates many obstacles and difficulties. Our Lord often counts on this means of making himself known. The first disciples to meet our Lord went off to communicate the good news to those they loved before they told anybody else. Andrew brought Peter, his brother. Philip brought his friend Nathaniel. John certainly set his brother James on the path to our Lord. Do we do that? Do we want as soon as possible to communicate to those we care for the most, the greatest good we have ever found? Do we talk about God to our friends, our relatives, our fellow students, or our workmates? Is our friendship a channel for others to come closer to Christ? In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. You'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. Fifteen minutes before the hour, let's pray. We join the whole church. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Lord, you will accept the true sacrifice offered on your altar. Lord, you will accept the true sacrifice offered on your altar. Have mercy on me, God, in your kindness. In your compassion, blot out my offense. O wash me more and more from my guilt, and cleanse me from my sin. My offenses, truly, I know them. My sin is always before me. Against you, you alone have I sinned. What is evil in your sight, I have done. That you may be justified when you give sentence, and be without reproach when you judge. O see, in guilt I was born. A sinner was I conceived. Indeed, you love truth in the heart. Then in the secret of my heart, teach me wisdom. O purify me, then I shall be clean. O wash me, I shall be whiter than snow. Make me hear rejoicing and gladness, that the bones you have crushed may revive. From my sins turn away your face and blot out all my guilt. A pure heart create for me, O God. Put a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence, nor deprive me of your Holy Spirit. Give me again the joy of your help. With a spirit of fervor sustain me, that I may teach transgressors your ways, and sinners may return to you. O rescue me, God, my helper, and my tongue shall ring out your goodness. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall declare your praise. For in sacrifice you take no delight. Burnt offering from me you would refuse. 
my sacrifice, a contrite spirit, a humbled, contrite heart, you will not spurn. In your goodness show favor to Zion, rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. Then you will be pleased with lawful sacrifice, holocaust offered on your altar. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as, as it was, was in the beginning, beginning is, is now, now and, and will, will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. Father, he who knew no sin was made sin for us, to save us and restore us to your friendship. Look upon our contrite heart and afflicted spirit, and heal our troubled conscience, so that in joy and strength of the Holy Spirit we may proclaim your praise and glory before all the nations. Lord, Lord you, will you will accept the true sacrifice offered on your altar. All the descendants of Israel will glory in the Lord's gift of victory. All the descendants of Israel will glory in the Lord's gift of victory. Truly with you, God, is hidden, the God of Israel, the Savior. Those are put to shame and disgrace who vent their anger against him. Those go in disgrace who carve images. Israel, you are saved by the Lord, saved forever. You shall never be put to shame or disgrace in future ages. For thus says the Lord, the Creator of the heavens, who is God, the Designer and Maker of the earth, who established it, not creating it to be a waste, but designing it to be lived in. I am the Lord, and there is no other. I have not spoken from hiding, nor from some dark place of the earth, and I have not said to the descendants of Jacob, Look for me in an empty waste. I, the Lord, promise justice. I foretell what is right. Come and assemble, gather together, you fugitives among the Gentiles. They are without knowledge who bear wooden idols and pray to gods that cannot save. Come here and declare in council together, who announced this from the beginning and foretold it from of old. Was it not I, the Lord? Besides whom there is no other God, there is no just and saving God but me. Turn to me and be safe, all you ends of the earth, for I am God, there is no other. By myself I swear, uttering my just decree and my unalterable word. To me every knee shall bend, by me every tongue shall swear, saying, Only in the Lord are just deeds and power. Before him in shame shall come all who vent their anger against him. In the Lord shall be the vindication and the glory of all the descendants of Israel. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it as was, it was in, the in the beginning, beginning is, is now, and, and will, will be forever. forever. Amen. All the descendants of Israel will glory in the Lord's gift of victory. Let us go into God's presence singing for joy. 
Let us go into God's presence, singing for joy. Cry out with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before Him, singing for joy. Know that He, the Lord, is God. He made us. We belong to Him. We are His people, the sheep of His flock. Go within His gates, giving thanks. Enter his courts with songs of praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. Indeed, how good is the Lord, eternal his merciful love. He is faithful from age to age. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as as it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. With joy and gladness we cry out to you, Lord, and ask you, open our hearts to sing your praises and announce your goodness and truth. Let us us go into God's God's presence, presence, singing singing for joy. A reading from the letter to the Ephesians. Never let evil talk pass your lips. Say only the good things men need to hear things that will really help them. Do nothing that will sadden the Holy Spirit with whom you were sealed against the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, all passion and anger, harsh words, slander, and malice of every kind. In place of these, be kind to one another, compassionate, and mutually forgiving, just as God has forgiven you in Christ. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. At daybreak, be merciful to me. At daybreak, be merciful to me. Make known to me the path that I must walk. Be merciful to me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. At daybreak, be merciful to me. The Lord has come to his people and set them free. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High. For you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death 
and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Lord has come to his people and set them free. Through his cross, the Lord Jesus brought salvation to the human race. We adore him, and in faith we call out to him, Lord, pour out your mercy upon us. Lord, pour out your mercy upon us. Christ, rising sun, warm us with your rays. And restrain us from every evil impulse. Lord, pour out your mercy upon us. Keep guard over our thoughts words, and actions, and make us pleasing in your sight this day. Lord, pour out your mercy upon us. Turn your gaze from our sinfulness, and cleanse us from our iniquities. Lord, pour out your mercy upon us. Through your cross and resurrection, fill us with the consolation of the Spirit. Lord, pour out your mercy upon us. Let us make our prayers and praise complete by offering the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation but deliver deliver us from from evil. God, our Father, you conquer the darkness of ignorance by the light of your word. Strengthen within our hearts the faith you have given us. Let not temptation ever quench the fire that your love has kindled within us. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. Another weekend is headed your way in just a matter of hours. Keep it holy. Morning Air is coming up in just a few minutes. Patrick Madrid a bit later on this morning. I'm Paul Sadek. Let's get together tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central or on the Relevant Radio app. You go out, make it a great day, and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. 10 Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio. Relevant Radio.